Amy here, and I interrupt this regular broadcasting of the podcast to let all of you listeners know that Michelle's book is now available for pre-order. Yay! Fierce Hope. Who doesn't need Fierce Hope? All the time, especially now. Fierce Hope by Michelle Dwyer is available for pre-order on Amazon. Those of you that are local to the peace country, you can find the physical book at some local events coming up. Check out our Facebook page, check out Michelle's Facebook page, and you can find the information there. So again, the title is Fierce Hope. We are so excited about this. You want to get your hands on this. Fierce Hope, Michelle Dwyer. Further up and further your river satisfied longing for more welcome to further up and further in i'm amy and i'm here with michelle hey amy let's do a podcast episode about what was really in the stable where jesus was born yes (laughs) there was a drummer boy Is that not the best meme? Unpack that meme for our listeners who may not have heard it. Yes. So there was this meme I found that just made me laugh hysterically about um, the the birth. And, you know, there's little drummer boy. Come, they told me. And do we not all love King and Country doing the drummer boy song? It's the best. The drums are amazing. And this is the meme. Mary, exhausted from having just gotten Jesus to sleep is approached by a young man who thinks to himself, what this girl needs is a drum solo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I do love everything that (sighs) makes it so real. Because we have our Christmas um, traditions, which I love. I am such a nostalgic person. My tree is up. My Mm -hmm. lights are sparkling. I feel the joy and the peace of that on these dark days where we are so far up north. Love, love, love it. Also, at a different stage in my life than where I once was, where Christmas starts to become really overwhelming Mm. with school programs and cookie exchanges. Just so our listeners know, I don't do any of those things anymore. I see cookie exchange and think, why would I work for hours to come home with five flavors of cookies I don't like? I'll work for hours and make the one kind I do like. (laughs) So this is how much fun I am. I am not the Martha Stewart Christmas person. But I do love the nostalgia and beauty of Christmas. But one of the pressures of Christmas then becomes to do all these Mm. things. And somehow the pressures of the season reveal all the cracks in our pots. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? Yep. Unrealistic expectations. The family togetherness sometimes is another pressure. The expectations like all the different avenues and streams in our lives putting pressure on. Mm -hmm. And all that happens is it shows up where we're not okay. Yeah. And then we feel like we're failing somehow. We're failing Christmas. We're a terrible person. Or we start to hate the season. Yep. And that one grieves me. Yeah. I don't want to hate Christmas because it shows this stuff up. Mm -hmm. It may sound cheesier and cliche, but I'm telling you the truth. It is not. I want to meet Jesus there. Mm -hmm. So I always think about the stuff that's in stables. It makes me laugh. This is my bent sense of humor. My grandfather was a dairy farmer. I know darn well what's in barns. Mm-hmm. And when I was a little girl, I was even allowed to use the S word in the barn. <gasps> We're allowed to say shit in the stable. Okay. But not anywhere else. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> Definitely not. 
In the King James Bible, it does talk about the stuff in the stall, but it doesn't use that word. Mm. It's in Proverbs. is where there's animals in the stall. There will be much need to shovel, basically. Yeah. But it doesn't, it's not that graphic. Fair but enough. in our dairy barn, we were allowed to say that word in yeah. the barn. In fact, I loved going out to the milking barn with my dad and my opa. I just love, love, love being with them. And I have this really vivid memory of being like three or four years old at the very, very most. I had little blue waffle weave pajamas. Mm-hmm. I remember putting on my gum boots, the barn boots, the black ones with the little red yep. rubber sole. Yep. I had them. I was just like my dad, just like my opa, running out like half asleep, having somehow yanked myself out awake enough at five to go out to the barn for milking. And when the cows first come inside, the first thing they do is let go of the contents of their bladder and their bowels. Yeah. Because it's like nice and cozy warm now. Yep. Yeah. And I stood behind a cow and got absolutely baptized in urine <laughs> like Oof. literally remember yep. this hot being do- drowsy dopey and this hot stuff running all over me and starting to cry and then it went into my mouth <sighs> and my dad and my opa stood there and laughed because <laughs> that'd be pretty funny actually i know right and then yeah. running back to the house slosh 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 because it was infilling my boots <laughs> Oof. and dairy cows they have nasty poop mm. and then getting to the door and my Oma telling me to stay on what they called the stoop till she could get clean things. So I stood out on the stoop in the curl, early morning cold sunshine yeah. crying and covered in pee and poop. So let me tell you what's in stables. Crap. There's so much crap in stables. Yeah. And I do love, I just love that this is where Jesus was born. Yep. There's a lot of other humble places he could have been born. Yeah. He could have been born on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Could have been born, I don't know, where else? Yeah. Oh, like that was actually a question. Yeah, no, totally. Oh. I don't know. There's like lots of humble places. Yeah. If the point was just be humble. Yeah. And that he wasn't born in a palace. Yeah. Pretty much any house in Bethlehem could have done. It would have worked. Very specifically in a stable. Yeah. And I darn well what stables are full of. Mm-hmm. And not just making this point to be crude, but that he is not repulsed by the crap in our lives. No. And his his life on earth started there. Mm-hmm. And throughout the gospels you see he lived his life in the messy yucky crap places and he he ended in a messy really really crappy place and at each point he was emmanuel yes god with us yes in the crap not avoiding it Nope. Not withdrawing from it. When you nope. think of who who yanked up their skirts and pulled away from the mess yeah. of humanity. Yeah. It's the Pharisees. Yeah. And who received the most from Jesus. Mm-hmm. The people that came raw and messy and broken and desperate. Yeah. I mean, one of our favorite stories for both of us is the woman that come and touches, mm. comes and touches the hem of his garment. She was in every way unacceptable. Yeah. Culturally physically, health-wise, unacceptable. And she risks everything to reach out and touch Mm -hmm. him. And he meets her there. Yeah. And he goes to the lepers, the people no one wanted to be with. And I think about, okay, who's that? Mm -hmm. Who's that in my life? Mm -hmm. Who don't I want to be with right now? (laughs) Yeah. And how much of that, I'm not saying override unhealthy boundaries, but like my perspective being God is with me in my mess. Who do I need to go be with in their mess? Mm Mm-hmm. As I was thinking about this, it reminded me just all that all the like Jesus being born in the stable, all like the the rituals, all the like regular ways births would have been done there. You know, Mm -hmm. the different ways to go about it was just like 
stripped away and Jesus just came. He just came. Right? And it, it somehow, maybe this isn't a clear connection, but it felt really connected to me. Yeah. It was like even when he's on the cross and the veil yeah. and the holies of holies rips from top to bottom. And again, it's like no longer is it all, you know, we need to do these rituals and sacrifices and cleansing and all this stuff to enter in. Yeah. But it's like the veil was ripped. God is with us. There's no need for that. Yeah. Jesus came in a stable without all of the the beautiful customs or however things mm-hmm, went mm-hmm. back then. He just came. Yeah. God with us. And he came to an unqualified little girl. Yeah. You know, this was a funny conversation the other day as we were thinking, contemplating, decorating the tree with one of my daughters. And and she was talking about how she doesn't want to have kids because she doesn't think she can do it. She mm. doesn't have what it takes to be a mom. Yeah. And I said, none of us do. <laughs> and she said, but I want to be a good mom. Yeah. <laughs> At which point I laughed so hard and she was horrified. She's like, I'm not saying you weren't a good mom. Yeah. I will repeat this story till yeah. the day she dies. But I so want to be a good mom. Be- we all do. Oh, and yeah. Jesus came. Yeah. There to the unqualified. Yeah. In the mess. Mm-hmm. So when I try to translate this into what does this mean for me now? Mm-hmm. What does it mean when I want to hide <laughs> mm. my imperfect places and spaces? Yeah. Yeah. And what does it mean? You know, just thinking even some of people's, um, what you had mentioned of like people feeling bad that they have conflicted feelings about Christmas, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the the messy emotions of sorting it all out, mm-hmm. that it's like, well, no, this is Jesus' birth, so I need to be okay with this. And, and it's almost like we get into like a, a performance yeah. of getting ourselves proper before we sanitize can it, sanitize it before we can celebrate Christmas. Yeah. Or we'd rather just not have it at all. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But when I hear like Jesus in the messy places, he comes. It's like, that also means in the messy, messy emotions when we're not quite sure how everything's getting sorted. Yeah. That it's like, yeah, he's there and he wants us to turn to him. Yeah. In there. Yeah. It makes me think as you're describing this, you know, how <laughs> I used to care so much more about this when the kids were little, but I think that's actually just part of the seasons of our lives that creating mm. these traditions for my kids. And so the days that we would get out all this stuff and I have this nativity scene given to me by a friend and I still love it. Juvenile in some ways. I am waiting for your kids to come over and set it up for Is me. Is it the magnet one? Uh, well, I have that one. Yeah. That's the advent calendar. Oh, okay. But I have, it's little wooden people in oh, a little yeah, wooden yeah. stable. And I have this way that I always set it up when they were too little to do it. But one year, my daughter was old enough to, she wanted to do it. She asked me if she could do it. And she didn't artfully arrange it so you could see all the players. And I was like, what has she done? And I don't want to mess it up. But like the camel and the shepherds weren't yeah. turned. And like it was, everything just looked like kind of a lump in the middle. And so I tried to be a good mom. <laughs> we all want to be a good mom. <laughs> yeah. And I it's like, sweetheart, like. We can't see all the different people and all that are all the players. I think I even used that word, right? Like yeah. on the stage of the nativity scene. Here's like, it's so telling the stuff that comes out of our own mouths. Yeah. And she looked at me and she said, mom, they're not there. So we can see them. They're all looking at Jesus. Uh, I know, uh, right? Babes. So right there it was, right? I wanted to create the crash, the beautiful. Mm. We can see the shepherds and the wise men and their little gifts and their jewels and Mary and Joseph. And she had literally clumped everything around the manger. I've never forgotten it. 
Oh, yeah. They're all there to look at Jesus. Yeah. And so honestly, like, this is not a joke or a cliche way to look at Christmas. Like, yeah, when everything feels messy and hot, mm-hmm. you got to turn and look at Jesus. Oh, yeah. This is such a good season mm. for when we're a mess. Yeah. The best Christmases are when we're a mess. Mm-hmm. And we're all feeling that maybe a little stripped down with all the regulations and restrictions and things aren't the way they used to be. And we can't pull off all the stuff that we've always done. Mm-hmm. It's like we're going to gather around Jesus. This is interesting to me. Maybe mm-hmm. nobody else, but interesting to me. Everything you say is interesting to me, Amy. Tell that us. For the first like three centuries after Jesus' death, they didn't celebrate Christmas because mm-hmm. it was like not important. Mm-hmm. It was like Easter. The resurrection was the thing. Right. And then in the, the four, early fourth century, one of the, um, uh, were they popes at that point? Uh, it was Leaders. Constantinople Some, probably someone, when they began to codify a, the church. Something, something was like, no, we need to actually, we're going to celebrate Christmas. There's already fest, whatever. But they called it the Feast of the Nativity. Yeah. And it's like, I, as I read that, I was like, oh, that actually, I don't know, like that shifts it to where it's like, we're all clumped around the baby Jesus. We're yeah. all clumped around <laughs> Jesus, right? The Feast of the Nativity is this, is the feasting of Jesus. Yeah. Not all the celebration, not all the traditions that we, a lot of the Christmas traditions that, you know, the war on Christmas, mm-hmm. well, we kind of just appropriated them from other That's right. pagan things going on and incorporated it. Yep. That's not Jesus. Lovely to celebrate, oh, yeah. but let's not hold to yeah. Christmas trees as somehow symbolizing Jesus' birth. No, it's just fun and sparkly just and beautiful fun. in the middle of my life. But I don't know, like the, the Feast of Nativity somehow just kind of like, yeah. maybe because it was a word I hadn't heard before, but just changed it for me, Yeah, actually. Yeah. Of like, what what is the purpose? What are we celebrating? What are we feasting on? Mm-hmm. What are What is the focus? Yeah. Are we clumped around the manger? Or are we all spread out Doing as a part the of the performance? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such a good picture. Isn't it? <laughs> so yay for the mouths of babes. Yeah. How much God refines us in all of that. Because if you think about the stress around Christmas dinner and everything yeah. being perfect or people's opinions of what we've done or comparing ourselves yeah. to other people, all of that, all of a sudden it's like, wow, the stress here is all is all performance. Yeah. The buying gifts. You and I were just saying, yeah. we have no good ideas for our husbands. I don't know what date this will be. We'll drop this episode. It yeah. might be awfully late in the shopping <laughs> cycle. But if any listeners have good ideas for husbands, Amy and I are stuck. We yeah. could really need to be experiencing Emmanuel God with yeah, us. Exactly. Yeah, this <laughs> this one is probably going to get released on December 17th. So. Uh, that'll be tight. But Amy it's and I week. might need good ideas. So message us your good ideas for husbands. We are fresh out, both of us, this yeah. year. And again, do you know even that funny little thing, but I don't want to disappoint him. Mm-hmm. Or if he gets me a really nice present and I just get him yep. like a little $50 gift certificate. Yeah. <laughs> and what is that all about? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know, obviously, we want to do good things for our husbands that yeah. are good men. But there is an edge of the pressure of, I've got to get it right. Oh, yeah. Which has nothing to do with being gathered around Jesus. Which takes me back to, I kid you not, this is not just, again, a little cliche thing. Jesus, help. Mm. You really love my husband so much. You know what makes him tick better than he knows what makes him tick. Mm -hmm. Is there some way that you have a good idea for me? Yeah. And would you help me be brave enough to follow through if it seems a little out of the box? (laughs) Yeah, that's such right. And again, I think as I've been hearing people talk, it's like, you know, last Christmas was very... uh, minimal 
incredibly stuff, restricted. Right. And this, it sounds like there's more Christmas parties and yeah. events and, and even, right. Even to take that approach of like, Jesus help, like yeah. which, which ones do you want me to go to? Which ones you don't want me to go yeah. to? Yeah. What assignments do you have for me at this, at this yeah. work party when yeah. I feel like, oh, it's another thing. Which is a completely different than throwing up our hands in the air and effort. I'm so sick right? of all these things. And then everybody's angsty and edgy and exactly. stayed home because they were mad. Isn't it all like, God, you are the Lord of our time. Exactly. And it's yeah. a shift for like, okay, how can I be a delight to someone here? Mm-hmm. And Jesus, where's the delight for me in this as yeah. well? Right? So then it's like not just another thing or another gift or another event. Yeah. It's like, where are you, Jesus? Yeah. And how can I partner with you in this to yes. bring joy, hope, love, peace? Which is all about gathering around Christ. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if our families do or don't know Christ, the extended mm-hmm. family, we get to orient our own souls around it. Yeah, exactly. So am I trying to meet someone else's expectations? Oh, okay. Well, I need to bring that to the manger. Mm-hmm. Christ here. How can I love and honor this extended family person? Yeah. Instead of how can I make them happy? Yeah. Because, hey, you're not going to make them happy. It's true. And sometimes loving and honoring people the way Jesus wants me to actually costs me something. Ooh. Is that not the message of Christ? Yeah. Cost him something. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly it. And then the second part of what I just heard you saying is being the embodiment yourself. Yeah. Of Emmanuel, God with us. Totally. It's yeah. a t- Right? It's like as we experience God yeah. with us, it's not just for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's an aspect, right, of his love for us personally. But there's an, but there's an purpose. Yeah. And it's for us to carry the presence of Jesus wherever we go. And again, sounds lovely and sometimes feels good and fun. And sometimes it's like arduous. Oh my goodness. And hard and painful and against (laughs) everything inside of me, how I want to do it. Exactly. Which is loving and honoring people. And also wondering, I'm wondering who's the stranger? Who's the lonely person Mm. that needs a moment of connection that would cost me something? Yeah. I had a funny encounter. This hasn't happened to me much. I just think we live in a great community and I bumped into somebody in a store in town and I watched them be conflicted, start to walk towards me, start to walk away. And I was like, what is that all about? And then I just like, hey, how are you? And then they were sort of looked shell-shocked. Also, I was like, they're scared to approach me because of the whole stupid cancer diagnosis. Uh, they don't know what to say. Mm. So I kind of got to watch it all like in this sort of slow motion thing and think, oh, that's a bummer. I'm also a bit of enough confident that that didn't like trigger rejection stuff for yeah. me. But I jokingly commented on it later and somebody said, yeah, man, when my dad was sick, nobody talked to me. And I was like, what? This is terrible. Mm. Really? She's like, yeah, they were scared of saying and doing the wrong thing, which Mm. maybe sometimes people should because people have said some really stupid things to me in the last few months. But also, I'm so grateful for my friends who are actually bearing the weight of this suffering with Mm. me. They're not avoiding me. Mm -hmm. And they're letting me process my sadness that I've had some days. And they're also celebrating the God moments with me that they're being Emmanuel personified, Mm. embodied God with us. And so I'm thinking about who needs to experience that mm-hmm. who needs to experience the manifest presence of Jesus Christ showing up in their shitty little stable? Yeah, can I say this? You can it's our podcast? <laughs> Anything to get some letters from listeners? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is yeah. what we long for. Oh yeah. And so as our podcast drops fairly close to Christmas, mm-hmm. we might need this message ourselves that day. <laughs> Maybe Jesus didn't come to avoid our mess. No. 
He has no shame on us. He's not shaking his finger at us. Mm -hmm. It's in fact, as we pause and acknowledge, he's Emmanuel, God with us here, that we're actually propelled further up and further in. Thank you.